you have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the recent news about Lonzo Ball and his readiness for training camp or not. We'll talk about what we expect from the team. We'll get into that, Bulls Fest, and more documentary, all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, or it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central and Chicago Bears Central. Brother, we got some stuff to talk about, man. Lonzo Ball, <sighs> later Friday, it came out. Lonzo Ball is expected to miss the starting training camp. He is still experiencing soreness Anytime he tries to ramp up. Now, this is after a summer of speculation, a summer of will he, won't he. We get one good update followed by a negative update. I think we even said this when the Casey Johnson uh, thing came out of him saying the Bulls are more optimistic. We said the next update is probably going to be negative. And we got it. <laughs> now, it's it's important to also paint this in the light in which it was reported in. So this was somebody, again, on uh, Ramona Shelburne's this show. This is Ramona Shelburne. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, saying that, you know, from what she heard from a source. So she could have heard this maybe after Casey got his information. We don't know. Maybe. But it, it seems apparent that the Chicago Bulls are moving forward, though, with not expecting Lonzo to be ready to go by training camp. What do you think, Pat? I, I think that, like we both said, right, like, it's a left, it's a right, it's is this, is that, is this, is that. We keep going back and forth with this, but this does feel a little bit more rock solid, right? Because yeah. the the part that concerns you more about it, right? If you want to say like, well, maybe she didn't get the information right then is that KC didn't jump back in and refute it, right? Mm-hmm. So that probably is the latest update on Lonzo Ball. And that's the reason why, you know, I, I think you've got to ha- start having the conversation. And we've already had this conversation many times, right? about who do you feel is going to be in that starting lineup, what's really going to leave your bench the best set up. And you have to start having the con- the tough conversation about, like, what is the long-term health of Lonzo expected to be? Like, I mean, we're now from a six- to eight-week injury. We're coming eight into months. month nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're coming into month nine. <laughs> And I, I think that that's, that's a conversation that at some point we will have to have. I don't know if that's here, right? I think at this point, right, at the end of the day, we don't need Lonzo to start the season. We don't need Lonzo for the first 30 games of the season, realistically, and the Bulls could be absolutely fine without him. But if this team is going to make the run that we think they are, Lonzo was a very big piece of them starting to make those level of uh, those deeper runs in the playoffs. And so you have to start asking your questions. Can we rely on him as that starting point guard for the long term, especially if these are the moves we're trying to make? I mean, I think the Bulls also, they did build in some Lonzo insurance. Now, looking at the Gorn, the, the Drogic signing, things like that, they they it seems like now they were preparing for the worst case scenario, and this is the worst case scenario. Yes. And as me and you have talked about very vocally, very publicly, um, we do have Ayo Desumu, who while not, giving us everything that Lonzo gives us with the communication, with the versatility versatility of defending or the, the shot making that uh, Lonzo could do from three-point range. Lonzo is shaping up to be pretty, I mean, sorry, uh, uh, Io shaping up to be a pretty damn good point guard. And because of that, 
I'm not saying that we need to all of a sudden look to start shopping Lonzo as some Bulls fans have knee jerk uh, reactionally already said, but I am saying like, let's, let's, we we have enough to hold. If everybody else stays healthy, we have enough to wait for Lonzo. The the biggest thing is we want Lonzo healthy by the playoffs, right? So if if whatever it takes, if it takes him missing the first month of the season, I'm not saying that it will be, but if it does take that, so be it. We need to be fully healthy, as healthy as possible by the playoffs. That's what I want to see. Now, Pat, I'm going to toss it back to you on this. You've you've said this, and I've kind of pushed back, and I've said you're kind of crazy with this. But you've a- you've asked the question before that even when Lonzo does come back, does he start? Does he come off the bench? What are you looking for from whoever's the starting point guard or from the team overall that you say, or is it just a hey, we're going to ramp him back up slowly like Patrick Williams. He's naturally going to come off the yeah. bench. Or do you think, are you saying it to the point, do you think Lonzo may have to earn his starting point guard spot back? What do you, what are you think? Where's your mind? Well, it depends on what we get from the starting point guard play, right? Like, I mean, if Ayo Sumo comes out and he's one of the best defensive point guards in the league and the offense is humming, then, yeah, I'm going to have to ask that question. But at a minimum, right, it's also because of what Lonzo is going through and just getting him back into playing shape. Like, they've tried to ramp him up several times, and he's had knee soreness. And that's just doing regular basketball activity. I would assume on top of that, when they ramp him back up into playing shape, they're going to bring him off the bench slowly and be like, all right, play five minutes of a real NBA game, and let's see how your knee does. All right, play 10 minutes of a real NBA game, and let's see how your knee does. But I think that, listen, if, if the young fella comes out here and plays well, and I think that's the only scenario where I could see where he starts off and they're like, eh, maybe we should leave Lonzo on the bench. You are in a situation where you've got a young player that's doing well mm-hmm. defensively, offensively, and now even if he's back 100%, you've got a 40% three-point shooter sitting on your bench who's also one of the best defensive players in the NBA. I wouldn't be mad at either scenario. I think we want Lonzo to be the starting point guard because of an $80 million contract. Yeah. But if Ayo DeSumo develops, then none of us are upset about it. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, and, and and it's really a, a win-win, right? Or, yeah. uh, maybe a lose for the Bulls' pocketbooks because Ayo DeSumo starting off as the starting – are we live? We are live, bro. You, did you not notice? Nope. We're doing it live. I, I pressed record. We're doing it live. We're doing uh, it live. We've been live wow. for a minute. Shout out oh. to the live chat. Shout out to the live chat. I had no idea we were live. <laughs> um, thank God I didn't say anything stupid that I needed to edit out. Uh, with that being said, um, I bro, I just to... looked over like, wait a second, what? Um, I was but... trying to figure out why you didn't tell me we were going live. <laughs> I had no idea, brother. Steve, all in the chat. What up, Matthew? Oh man. Anyway, with that, with that, being, with that being said, oh. <laughs> the, so Ayo will coming into the season. If he it does end up being the starting point guard, which I know some Bulls fans think, hey, the veteran Goran, go with Goran. I think Ayo is going to play well enough in training camp to earn that starting point guard position. That's my opinion. Um, the Bulls are going to have to may have to open the bag for Ayo Dasumu, and it may be worth it when you look at the fact that. Listen, I love Lonzo. Lonzo was everything he was advertised to be, everything we needed him to be when we yes. signed him. I love Lonzo Ball. He surprised me so much because um, I'm not a Ball family stand. I didn't watch a lot of Lakers. I don't watch a lot of Pelicans. Well, I watch more Pelicans than Lakers because I'm a huge Ingram fan. But he was everything we he was advertised to be. And I and But with that being said, 
he hasn't played a full season in his NBA career. He hasn't played more than 81% of games available, and that was in a shortened NBA season. Yeah. You have to have some insurance for Lonzo Ball in some shape, form, or fashion. That naturally is going to be Io DeSumo. And I know some Bulls fans even think, well, why not start AC? I think you need AC's veteran presence off the bench, in my opinion. So I think you go with, with Io there. Um and it's going to be interesting to see what this – and if if the Bulls, you know, maybe they were thinking they could sign Io on a cheaper deal. If he comes out and performs and ends up being our starting point guard for a large part of the season, he's about to get paid, brother. He's about to get paid. Here's, here's a question that I'll throw to you, right? Like, And I don't, know, I don't know if I had this conversation on here last week or if I did this on The Breeze, one or the other. Fire videos on both. Check them both out. Um, do you feel like – that insurance for the long run outside of Io mm. is Dalen Terry. Because even though we saw it only in small spurts in summer league, yeah. when Dalen, like, there's not many players that I see move the ball with that level of vision. When, like, a rebound hit Dalen's fingertips, he just flicked his wrist and the ball went 40 feet. Well, we saw – Like they, Lonzo did. When it started the summer league and they were trying to do a lot of off-the-ball things for Dalen Terry, it he was successful at it to a degree. But yeah. when they put the ball in Dalen's hands, yeah. it opened up a whole – like I do think that Lonzo not being there is going to open up minutes for Dalen Terry potentially. And we may see Io succeed in the starting role. Dalen Terry succeed in a bench energy guy type off off the off the bench type thing role, yeah. and then when Lonzo does come back, like we're, everybody's going to be primed and having weapons. Like regardless if Lonzo does event, start off coming off the bench in his return, just as they try to ramp him up to more minutes, getting him ready for the playoffs. I tell you what, you bring in now Lonzo Ball off the bench with Dalen Terry, uh, Javante Green, uh, Andre Drummond in a pick. Listen, that could be a very dangerous bench unit. And again. I'm still not saying I'm not saying that I want to see Lonzo be a bench player permanently, but you got to look at it naturally. If a player misses nine, ten months, maybe a year of basketball, they're gonna probably bring him off the bench to initially start him back up. So probably, probably yeah. no. I I agree with you. I just I think it's gonna be interesting to see how everything plays out and how soon Lonzo is able to come back. And the tough part is right, like now you got to think of your Lonzo. Like in Lonzo's mind, it's like, hey man, I got to get back. Like. These mugs are playing really well. Yeah. <laughs> I might lose my job up in this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Lonzo still owe three years, $60 million uh, over this contract, so we'll see what happens with that. But next up, we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls Fest, the first annual Chicago Bulls Fest. But first, got to talk to you guys about Bill Bar. If you haven't tried Bilt Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You ready for it? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, that's right. Bilt has done it again. Let me, let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real chocolate, chocolate uh, chip cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Boat.com to snack your box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and hoard them for yourself. Like all the built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture, so good. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a built Bar. Go to built.com. Use the offer code LOCKEDON15. 
to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. By the way, I got a funny story for that before we get into the segment. So my son, my 16-year-old, 6'1", with a 6'7 wingspan son, who I, uh, AK would love him. Oh, uh, with that being said, <laughs> he ate four built bars thinking they were regular regular candy bars, not knowing that they were good for him. So oh, they actually do taste like candy lit. bars. Bro, <laughs> bro, he works out three times a day. So oh, he he, was, he needed it anyway. He, he needed it. it. Yeah, dude is 195 pounds of pure muscle and he's solid. Like we were playing basketball. I, I tried to body him up and I it was the first time I had to look at my son like I will punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> But with that being said, let's go ahead and move oh, on. Bro, the Bulls uh, had their inaugural Bulls Summer Festival, bro. Shout out to Sniper, who we saw there. Uh, what is what, what, what Thoughts on the Bulls for a Summer Festival? Um, Bulls Fest was cool. You know what I mean? It wasn't nothing too over the top. I think it was good for a first, um, a first festival. You know, they had plenty of people there that you could meet. Uh, I loved all of the art exhibits. Yeah, I mean, I thought that that was dope taking pictures. I mean, they they did it right, right? Like they set it up so that social media was going to be busting with Bulls Fest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and so like the, the pictures with the trophies, the pictures with the Jordan statue, all of that stuff, right? Like I think those those are the things that you look at and you're like, yeah, like this was a this is this is going to be a, a a really cool weekend. Um I will say, surprised at how many people turned out, though. Like, while there were a lot of people there, like, it wasn't like I was waiting for stuff. Like, that'll it'll probably be the only year ever that's like that. Cause, oh, this was the first one. Yeah. And you you, you know it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, um, it's it, it'll be fun. Like, it, it's going to grow. It's going to grow bigger and bigger. And, you know. The first one of anything is always kind of the the trial year, right? You try to see what works, what didn't, and you make adjustments. And, yeah, uh, yeah they're going to make a lot of adjustments for this. Personally, I think that they have to make the headline, I think, more than a concert, right? I know it's a summer festival yeah. and it's a festival. I think, to me personally, the headline has to be something basketball-related. Like, have have why, why not have Derrick Jones Jr. and Javante Green put on a Duncan expo- exposition? Because you don't want to risk their knees. No, this is true. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. You when you're right, when you're right, you're right. Alfonso, Alfonso McKinney was out there watching the kids three on three tournaments because that's the only uh group he can compete with. So, you know, it is what I it is. Up, man. He's a, he made it to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. It now. was it was cool seeing him out there, all jokes aside. Like, um, I think, I, I, that, I think that was more the staple, though, right? Like the three-on-three tournament, the dunk contest, yeah. stuff like that, because it was just people around the city. Yeah. You know what they could do? Why not have Why not have a live five-on-five practice, even if it's the Windy City Bulls, for just like five, eight minutes, something. You could do something. Out like there. a scrimmage? Yeah, like a scrimmage. That would be decent. That wouldn't be bad. And I, and I mean, listen, they all play outside, so yeah, it ain't the end of the world. But I, I don't know. I don't know. That, listen, I don't need it for Bulls Fest. I'm not going to – like the Windy City Bulls, you want to do that, that's fine. But I don't need a uh, I don't need a Zach Levine and them uh, for Bulls Fest out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay on that. I just, I'll say this. Bulls Fest was fun. We met some cool people. We saw some people that um, – you know, we I, I'd say this. Uh, they was bogus to the mug. The second we got in line to take pictures with AK, the line got shut down. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. 
But uh, CNAK and Mark Eversley, I think it was I, the glasses, bro. They saw you with the glasses. Like, something's right, something not right. I wasn't with even wearing these. I was actually wearing the Bulls any joints. You were wearing the blue joints, yeah. The yeah, yeah joints. I was yeah, wearing yeah. Bulls any joints. So <laughs> these are your glasses. Kobe White wears them. Oh, that was why. That was the that's reason. why. That's that was why. the reason. That's why. No, no. It's. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I. It's gonna grow. It's gonna continue to grow. I would. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind. I know. I know. You know, you already have the UC booked off. Why not do something more things indoors? I know it's a summer festival. You kind of want to do it outside. I just there's 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 rooms for growth with a lot of these things, and I think they're going to eventually get there. I think next year we're going to see it be even more of a spectacle. We're going to see probably more players, um, things like that. The, like the dunk contest that they did have with local people in the city, amazing. Uh, go watch those videos if you haven't. Like they had cameramen out there. They fi they filmed it. I wish they would film the actual dunk contest the way that they filmed it. Filmed this one. Yeah. Um, huge there. I and wish the dunkers from this dunk contest were in the actual dunk contest. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I, you know, hopefully more people turn out. There are even some people in the city who were like, "Oh, I didn't even realize it was this weekend." So like. That that goes to show that they, they need to do a little bit more promotional. It did it did really the Bulls Fest did seem like something that they mentioned late last season, right? Because I think we've known about it for, since like January. I think we knew about that yeah, it was going to yeah. be going down, but it seemed like they mentioned it and then it kind of went away and then they mentioned it again and then they were like promoted like on odd things. But I think they they do need to do it. Maybe they didn't do a heavy promotion on it because they knew this was going to be the trial season. They knew this was going to be the time where they really just use it to work out the kinks. But I do think that they that, that you know going into next season, if they promote a little bit more, make sure everybody in the city knows about it, have more local artists. Shout out to G Herbo for coming through, to Brat for coming through, a, a legend. Uh, so Functified and the Functified remix are still uh, they they are Negro spirituals in a way. Um, but you know it, it kind of just you you want to see things improve there, bro. So I I. I I agree with you on that, right? Like, I think yeah. there's more that could have been done. But for the first one, I'm not mad at it, man. I think that it was a, a – and you know what? I'll say this. Just being at the first one, um, I think that there was a – there. it was calmer than I thought it was going to be. And for me, like, that made it a little bit better as well. Like, I walked in. I, I was expecting it to be, like, shoulders to shoulders. You see – like, I'm talking about we got a beer in, like, 15 minutes. Like, <laughs> If even that. If even that, right? Like it took more time for us to decide if we wanted the IPA or not. Like I think, I think that uh, there was a lot of things that they really did. And well. they got to improve the food trucks, bro. The like food you, trucks was it a was list, marketed bro. as the best food trucks in Chicago, yeah. and there was like three. The food trucks was a miss, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. You didn't have you didn't even have a Portillo's food truck out there. You had there was there was nothing that was worth getting for me, right? Like, of course, it's all overpriced because it's the Bulls and there's go you're going to up your prices for that. But there was nothing worth going to get for me food-wise. Like, the empanada was the best-looking thing. And I looked at you and I was like, was it worth eight bucks? And he was like, it wasn't worth eight bucks, but it tastes really good. <laughs> that was tough. Is, man. That was tough. Is, that was a little tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I feel like there is. was a lot of things advertised that I was expecting more of. Mm, okay. Like, that's that's how I felt, right? Like, how the pictures and everything was saying that it was going to be, I felt like there were a lot of things advertised that I was expecting a lot more of. Fair, fair. And fair. when I walked in, I was like, oh, Goose Island's here. And then, like, some beer trucks and food trucks and 
Yeah, it wasn't bad though. It wasn't bad. It's the it first wasn't one. bad. It's like I don't, like one. I don't want to sound down on it. It wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just like one of those things where it's like, all right, it's cool. And it, you know, as the a, a Chicago Bulls summer festival, yeah. like I just you kind of want a little bit more there. But let's we're gonna go ahead and move off there. It also was an odd that. weather day though. It was like a hundred degrees, and then like. 70 because it looked like it was going to rain and then like right back to 85. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I have been asking you you two weeks of, of tomorrow to watch this untold and one. While this is not Chicago Bulls later, even NBA related, I think everybody loves a good sports documentary, right? I think people love a good documentary in general. And anytime you have a title that's the rise and fall, you know you're in for a story. How'd you feel about the Untold and One documentary? Eh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I felt, felt like I felt about Bulls Fest. No, uh, <laughs> I think I think that. Um, By the way, you look like Professor with just a little tinge more black in you. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, keep going. Uh, okay, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> not at all, actually. But uh, <laughs> you're supposed to come back with a little more vitriol than that. But keep it going. Not at all, actually. It wasn't even good. It's a six on the joke scale. Um, no, I think that I think that the sad part was right. Like before we got deep into the documentary, as it was happening and they were explaining what they were doing and they were explaining how things went down, I was like, oh, they self imploded. Like I like I I knew like thirty minutes into the doc like oh they self imploded there's no way you're making this money at when you start making that level of money you become a self contained entity like you're making money without trying and then all of a sudden right like it's just we got destroyed so I mean one the, Nike ad took that one, well Nike ad and in them not handling player contracts correctly completely blew up in now see I. That's the part that I, that I, because there was a lot of beef between the players and the guys at the top, right? Where they weren't handling player contracts correctly. But I got beef on a couple of fronts on this. One, you also have to understand that this company blew up in like three years time of them really just being like, hey, y'all want to start a company? And so they probably had no idea what they were doing with any of that. <laughs> And then two, you can't complain to something that you agreed to and signed on the dotted line for. Relax, you bunch of Scotty Pippins. <laughs> they was they they was they they messed me over on this contract. Well, don't sign it. Yes and no. It, it's a little bit different with Anwen. I agree with you on Pippin, but with Anwen's a little bit different because it's not like any of those guys had agents. They didn't really. Like they they were basically and and keep in mind that the the first quote unquote and one mixtape wasn't meant to be an and one mixtape. It was something that was completely recorded without them. They got a hand of it and then they put their branding on it. So oh, as yeah. these people were were involved and included and and they were like doing deals with players one on one and not group negotiating. Like honestly, it shouldn't have been negotiated like a sports contract. It should have been negotiated like a TV deal, and they should have did what what the cast of Friends did and negotiated all together so that they all knew what money they were getting. Because when you negotiate one on one, yeah, there were people who are absolutely bigger stars than 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 other ones on there, like Hot Sauce and Professor and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, 
them not also having a union like players do, them not having all having agents, some of them did, not all of them did, it really led to a discrepancy. And then as other players found out about the discrepancy, it's it, and then true, like you have the production team eating steak and lobster, and the actual people who are on the on the court playing basketball sharing a pizza. Now it's that, gonna lead that, to some that I that I think is wild. But I mean, outside of that, right? Like, I mean, think about what you just said. Everybody with an agent did well. Everybody yeah. without an agent didn't. Go get an agent. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not. You I'm hear not that? Going, I'm not going to get an agent. Go get an agent. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to feel Roquan. Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to feel bad for you. For bro, you the, agreeing the, the, to a the, bad the hot takes team. in this chat, bro. I, we may have to uh, get off this and one and get into some of these hot takes. Y'all comparing Lonzo Ball to Brandon Roy and Derrick Rose need to stop. <laughs> need to stop. Hey, hey, listen, listen. We don't we don't need to get off of this. Like, topic come to go on, back bro. Like, come on, fam. Y'all gotta stop. MC season. Thomas, we need to trade Lonzo Vooch and P. Will for Miles Turner. And stop. Stop. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> stop. So, like I was saying about Ed one. You no, yeah, let's, let's go back. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. This man Hayes got ADHD. <laughs> bro, it's, it, no, because hey, I'm li- I'm literally looking at it like, hey man, what? Hey, Steve-O says sharing a 7-Eleven pizza at that. That's wild, bro. Like, no, that's I, wild. That that part to me was wild. That part was captaining, and I think that's the part where, like, they didn't take good enough care of the players on that front of it. But at the end of the day, bro, like, you heard them us talk about what, what uh, uh, um, Shane the Dribbler at the end. He's yeah. like, the experience will never be replaced. Like, it's an experience yeah. that I, I got to travel the world. I got the, I got the, and here's, here's the wild part, right? Like maybe I'm, maybe I missed it or my neighborhood just wasn't with that, bro. But you, you always got clowned if you had on a pair of and ones. Like shoes, and ones were cool. Like I had no idea the shoes. So the tees, the tees the were tees always I knew were cool. The tees, the, tees, the, the, the t-shirts, I, I the shorts, never all of even that. thought about buying a pair of and one shoes because they all look like the same shoes you can go into the beauty supply and get. I do, and the wild. This is the wild part, right? Like I'm just, I'm just thinking, like maybe I just didn't realize they were and one shoes, because I do remember that colorway of the what is it, the Thai cheese? Yeah, yeah. that it came. I remember seeing that often, but it also was all my uncles wearing it. So like, <laughs> maybe that's what it was. They made they made tennis shoes for the uncles to look cool without spending a whole bunch of money. Man, maybe, bro. But I mean, no, they but they went over the like the sales can't like they showed the sales. Like I had no idea and one sneakers sold like that. Yeah, bro. but you no. know what? Like that's that's also right. Like you also have to take into account how affordable it is for parents and stuff going to school and stuff like that. Yeah. So like you get a lot of people that'll buy it off of that. I mean, Shaq does millions yeah, every sure. year, hundreds of millions every year off of $15 shoes. You know what I mean? And it, what's, what's the chat talking? Uh, B. Daniel said, and one shoes and Dada Supremes had a stretch where it was lit. I don't remember that. I do remember the Dada Supreme. I remember now, the I do Dada, remember Dada, Supreme. Dada Supreme. I do remember the yeah. Dada Supremes. Steve-O yeah. said, you could wear Starberries before and ones. Hey, listen, I, I did own Starberries. I'm not going to lie to What? You. Hey, listen, my, my mama wasn't buying $100 shoes. So, <laughs> my mama looked at me and was like, 
See that I got I got I got off good because I I was the only boy and my dad is a sneakerhead. So literally he would go buy a pair of sneakers and get me the same one. So like literally, I remember when he came home with the Grant Hills, bro. I was ecstatic, fam. Mm. And then the KGs, the ones that had like the the fading blue and black, like bro. He came home with those. I was like, listen here, man. And then we got every pair of Jordans every year. Yeah. Must be I, nice. And then I turned 16 and got my first job. My dad was like, you got money, right? I was like, you got money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, must be nice. Nah, yeah. My my yeah. parents was not uh, was not uh, big on the shoe, at least with me, which is wild. When my little brother was by himself, all the Jordans you want in the world. Like, like wait oh, a minute. The younger generation always gets it better, bro. That's, but that's yeah, just the nah, way it goes. I, was, uh, I, I, I went through a tough progression of uh, shoes. You know what I mean? I went through a tough progression of shoes. Still really ain't got no Jordan. <laughs> it is what it is there. But let's get the, on the documentary itself, it was a very well put together documentary. And I, I just love, I love documentaries in general. I love true crime, all types of documentaries. And I do enjoy, like, just the behind the scenes, man. What's What's been your favorite untold so far? Of course, my favorite sports documentary is clearly uh, The Last Dance. But what, what's been your favorite untold or other sports documentary other than that? Mine's the, mine's the Fab Four. I love the Fab Four documentary. The Last Dance Fat really four. might be my favorite sports documentary. You, that and Fab Four. Uh, yeah, I was I was gonna let it slide. Bro, fa listen, Fantastic <laughs> Four has been on my has had me in a chokehold. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the news to drop. They said the casting's supposed to drop today. I think that's where my mind went. Bro, did Fab you see five. Denzel Washington signed by? We getting off base. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I think my favorite one outside of The Last Dance is honestly I don't remember. I think it was just a thirty for thirty. But the one on uh, Allen Iverson, where okay. it was like telling his life and how he like came up through, um, and had no offers, almost went to jail for getting into a fight at the yeah. bowling alley. Yeah. Like seeing his story and like hearing his side of it, it was like, dang, dog, like that's gonna be crazy. I will say this though, my my next favorite one is about to be the uh, the 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 high school that didn't exist. Cause they bro. about to get their own documentary, bro. They, 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 they doing a doc for that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fire. Yeah, I that's think uh, I, Netflix or Hulu or one of them is doing it, bro. I, hey, bro, I can't wait for that, bro. Like I saw that and I was like Bishop Sycamore. I was like, I need to see the Bishop Sycamore doc. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's yeah. I got. I'll be. I'll be tuned in for that one for sure. But uh, anything left, Pat? Before we go for today, brother. Nah, Since we man. apparently live. Nah, I mean, hey, listen, uh, appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Uh, Truth bringer in the chat, Antoine in the chat, T. Jackson in the chat. Hayes didn't even know a chat was existed, bro. <laughs> like, literally, my phone got the notification that said Locked on Bulls is live. And the wild part is there's a thumbnail. The title's in there. Well, I posted the, the thumbnail after I noticed that we were live, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, I might as well put a thumbnail on it since we're live. But, yeah, bro, I'm literally looking at this, and I'm like, why does it say chat? And then I clicked on the chat. I'm like, oh, oh, there's people in here. <laughs> bro, I was like, this man bogus, bro. He just didn't tell me we was going live. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button, bro. Like, I must have oh. went into the into the stream instead of the uh, the recording option. But, hey, I had no idea, bro. No. Hey, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in to rock with us. Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. You can also follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. Hey, man, shout out to y'all that pulled up on us, too, at uh, Bulls Fest, man. Big love. Big love.
Absolutely, man. You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check on the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from uh, Lee Sterling and Locked On Bets, all combining into the Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your podcast app of choice or YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. But for Pat the Designer, this is Locked On Bulls. I am Hayes that apparently goes live without knowing it. We love you guys, man. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out.